Hey everybody, this is Today I Watched Week 26 of 2018. Uh, today I'm talking about Monday Night Raw episode... Which episode was this? This was um, 1,309, aired on June 25th. Um, I intended to also talk about main event in this episode, but unfortunately... I was not able to, to get to San Diego in time um, to, to see the two matches for main event. I know the second match, I caught the very end of it, and by I caught the very end of it, I saw everybody walking uh, back out of the ring up into the entrance. Um, the team, I believe the team of Bobby Roode, uh, Tyler Breeze, and... Um, Fandango won a match against somebody. I, I have no idea who they fought. If I had to guess, it would probably... Why am I even going to try to guess? I can't think of who it might have been. It, it could have been the Ascension plus... Um, who, who did we not see during the rest of the episode? I don't know. Probably Ascension uh, plus somebody else. Um, okay, so <clears throat> I did get there. So I, I caught the very end of that. So I did get to see the entire taping of Raw. And uh, this, this episode was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. I liked pretty much everything about it. So many of the promos were, were very good. Um Lots of action from tag teams, especially. We haven't seen anything from for a while. I didn't take notes or anything, so I may have some trouble remembering everything. Um, I, you know what? I'm going to pull up my photos just to to scan through. Because what I usually do, what I've started doing, is that I will just take photos of each... Oh, maybe I can see their opponents in this image. Oh, no, I only see them in there. Their opponents must have left already. Anyway, um, what I've started to do is just take uh, pictures of everybody's entrances so I can remember. um, And then, like, uh, the person who wins or the people who win getting their hands raised at the end. Then I can remember the results kind of from that. But, uh... We opened up the show. Oh, I didn't take any pictures of that first match. Oh, before I talk about the show, uh, yeah, I so what the deal is, is that uh, we had a show, a drum corps show, in Sacramento on Sunday night. And I thought the timing would work out <clears throat> a little bit better than it did. Um, but actually the way it did work out is ultimately better because, um, I, I was originally going to take the train from Santa Barbara. So I had to drive a equipment truck from Sacramento after the show to Santa Barbara, which is about 400 miles. Um, uh, but I couldn't leave until like 2 a.m. Um, due to 
driving rules and stuff. Um, or I, I could have driven sooner than that, but not, then I would have to stop at a certain point. I wouldn't have been able to get all the way to Santa Barbara before I had to stop again. So may as well get all available hours by um, taking the full full break before doing that. Anyway, driving rules aside, I, I, I wasn't going to be able to get there in time um, because of that to take the train. The train... It's about six hours. Um, I have arrived around like three twenty or so, and if there's that, and that's if there's no train delays, which um, I don't know, probably wouldn't be too bad if there were. Um, but uh, I I ended up reserving a car um, to rent out of Santa Barbara Airport instead um, because it was is obvious I wasn't going to make it in time. I think I ended up getting to Santa Barbara about 9.30 a.m., which was uh, 15 minutes after my train had left. So, it's a lot better, though, because even though the train goes, to, like, right down the street from, uh, was it, uh, Casino Center in, in San Diego, where Raw was held, um... I would have then had to figure out some way to get over to Ontario. Uh, there isn't a direct train. There is, uh, there's a couple of trains that would require a, a transfer and kind of going out of the way anyway. And that probably would have taken up the entire day doing that. So having a car, even though it was a huge challenge that day, cause I had been driving, it was like a seven hour drive. Um, down from Sacramento and then uh, another three hours um, to drive from Santa Barbara to San Diego um, and I had to I had to stop and rest for a little bit during those three hours because I was so tired um, that I was like you know those micro sleeps that sneak up on you and you're like oh ah, oh um, now here's the theory about those I think that anytime well, this is a theory about anything, not specifically those, that uh, you, or, or specifically me, the, the consciousness that you are a part of, whoever you're, you're, is hearing this, um, ex- continues to exist in all of the timelines in which they survived. Um, so, anytime that you fall asleep very slightly at the, in that, get that jerk awake thing, um, all the timelines where you didn't, and then you crash and something horrible happens, those, that all happened, that did happen, but you jerked awake in the instances where you, you, that didn't. Does that make sense? But it only applies to you, individually. You, you, You hear about other people falling asleep at the wheel all the time, um, which is why you shouldn't, drive when you're very asleep but if you do drive when you're very asleep you will you'll wake up in the timelines where you woke up before something happened but don't do it don't drive sleepy this is a bad idea i would not repeat this method again but i did make it to the show if i had gone directly to the show i've I've, I've made it in time but i was so gross 
from like two two days of drum corps show work being done like you know loading up the truck and things like that uh walking around all over the place i was gonna say running around but i absolutely did not run at any point um well maybe i did maybe i did run a couple of times but for like 40 feet maybe anyhow um yeah i was just discussing i'm sure i i couldn't tell if i smelled bad because i have a stuffy nose but i i mean going off of um going off the information available and i had to have smelled awful so i wanted to check in at the hotel first get a shower get cleaned up and then go enjoy the show and it it worked out it worked out all right it worked out all right i didn't get to see main event like i said but i can watch that later this week and um i didn't just feel awful and gross during the whole thing i think that was the most important thing i think that's a good trade-off it was a good trade-off um and also a good trade-off not to be so tired that something bad could have happened so um that let's talk about the actual show we opened up with um kurt angle and constable corbin talking about some stuff and uh there's they didn't show the tweet he mentioned a tweet from paul Heyman, and they he didn't say what the contents of the, the tweet was he just said the results of the contents of the tweet was that there would be no um contenders match at extreme roles to determine an opponent for Brock Lesnar. So I guess Brock Lesnar is not defending at SummerSlam. I, I, I don't know. Um, so Roman Reigns comes out. He's not, he's not happy about that. Uh, Bobby Lashley comes out. He's not happy about that. And they had a pretty good interchange here. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Then the Revival comes out again and challenges these guys. And uh, this match was surprisingly, it was a huge surprise on all fronts. And we got Dash Wilder pinning Roman Reigns for the win. I never thought I would see that in any context, let alone in person. It was pretty cool. Um, We then had uh, Matt Hardy versus Kurt Hawkins. Um, Oh my God, no. Curtis Axel of the B team. I am so sorry, Curtis Axel. Um, too many Kurts to talk about in the first two segments. I eliminated Kurt Angle from my from my mind, and there he is. Anyway, um, it, it's a very straight from the angle I was at. I was almost opposite the uh, the main camera um, off to the. If, if you are, if you're looking on screen from, from the hard cam, oh, it's still left, um, uh, right below the second level of seats. Anyway, um, the, from, from that angle, the, the finish was so, so weird. I didn't really understand what, what had happened. I guess the super plank sort of thing that, um, <coughs> excuse me, that Hardy was going for, I guess. Axel countered it into a crossbody. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, or maybe he was knocked out momentarily, 
and it was just dead weight on top of him and that's I I kind of feel like maybe I should go back and watch this figure out exactly what happens but uh yeah another underdog victory for uh and another B team victory even more importantly uh we also had another great um video parody from the B team uh being the uh welcoming us to the beehive or whatever it was um and coughing a lot because of this the, the smoke or the fog machine um I, I i could easily blame myself coughing on the on a fog machine but there's not a fog machine in this car right now um i suppose i could record this episode in my hotel room but i can't check into the hotel room i want to get this it's, since i'm just hanging out waiting to check in anyway i'll record this episode right now um so yeah that was that was that was crazy then we had authors of pain versus a couple of uh, of local guys i suppose um seeing as i didn't have any commentary i, I didn't hear their their names said or anything uh before this authors of pain uh pushed pushed around a backstage guy and titus says hey you gotta, gotta respect these guys they they work very hard um to put on a great show every week um and now they're in the ring after their victory they they're they're beating up these these poor fellows and so titus worldwide comes out and uh stands their ground helps helps out the little guys um up next we had alexa bliss uh, with Mickey James, they're back together. That's nice. Um, and uh, what what were they what were they saying? I don't remember what they were saying. But then Natalia comes out, and uh, she says she, they have a match. Alexa versus Natalia. As I wasn't expecting that. That's kind of fun. And she didn't come alone. Nia Jax is at ringside. She didn't say anything, or and I didn't really see her do anything during the match. Mickey James didn't really do anything either. Um, but uh, Natalia got a win. She beat Alexa Bliss with the sharpshooter. So how about that? How about that? And I guess Alexa has a signature submission hold now. Um, I don't know what that is called is it a is a leg scissors something like that around uh, natalia's waist and natalia's able to counter it the exact same way two times it does it, it doesn't seem like it it would be very effective if natalia is able well i guess natalia is a submission specialist so she should know how to get out of that that kind of stuff then we have the riot squad versus the anti-riot squad uh bailey sasha banks and ember moon uh this match had some great moments uh a lot of them from ember moon um a lot of them involving uh sasha as well but then the best moments came after the match when uh who was it i think ruby pinned Sasha Banks, she rolled her up, uh, she got the heck out of there, and Bailey got the heck in there and beat the crap out of Sasha, and it was awesome. The crowd loved it. Um, we're getting the yes chance, and, uh, oh, it was, 
best moment of the night for sure for sure uh then we had no way jose versus it was gonna be versus mojo raleigh or uh yes sir mojo it's like no way jose is like a couple of how come his name is on there twice Oh, it's a freeze frame. I think because no way, Jose. <coughs> but it says each of those words three times. Anyway, I, I'm I'm looking at the pictures, the entrances, and stuff. Uh, there is no match, but Mojo uh, makes fun of one of the Hosaniacs, specifically one dressed as a hamburger, and uh, he refuses to have a match because it's a rematch from last week, I guess. But uh, there you go. Oh, Braun Strowman. He last week he called Finn his buddy, but then this week he says, uh, "Well, Kevin wanted want to be friends, so I'll be his teammate. How about we fight these two? He wants to fight Finn and and Corbin. Kurt Angle makes the match, and uh, what's going on with that? We find out Braun didn't really have the best intentions for Ke- Kevin Owens. Um, they did they win? They did win via countout because uh, Corbin couldn't get along with Finn Balor, so they're brawling up the up the ramp onto the stage and all that. And uh, there are some pretty good pictures. I'm just looking looking back at these for the first time. Um, I wish the focus was better. Um, I actually I figured that out. I should do that more often, is so that the exposure. There's such a high contrast between like the spotlight entrances and the everything around them, the backdrop of the um, the backstage and all of that. But I did uh, auto exposure and auto focus lock on uh, the brightest part of the the ring, um, especially for the video clips. Or I I figured out I realized that I should do that. When I was getting the video clips of the uh, main event, main events freaking awesome, by the way. Anyhow, um, so many of these photos from far further away, not all that great in focus. So, but I feel like the videos that I got were pretty good on that front um, by using the auto uh, exposure and focus lock. Anyway. Uh, there was a nice moment when they got along, Kevin and Braun. Um, but then Kevin get, getting too confident in their partnership goes along with Braun's plan of, hey, you should run around the ring and plow over these guys too. Because Baron Corbin laid him out, laid Kevin out uh, on his on that first lap around the ring. Anyway, uh, Kevin was... I'd say Kevin is the most entertaining person of this entire episode because um, all the all the little things he did to show how scared he was of Braun. Like there were times when Braun was it was pretty obvious that Braun was not going after Kevin. Um, like he was going after one of the their opponents, but he was like right next to Kevin. And Kevin's like yeah, like jumps back out of the way and so like that was great, but. After the match, uh, Braun chases after Kevin. Um, 
And, uh, oh, was it Kevin? He tried to initiate a handshake, but uh, Braun did not go for it. It was a bit of a shame. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I got a very blurry photo of Kevin offering the handshake. Oh, that one's, that one's better. That one's better. I'm going to favorite that. There we go. Maybe that one. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> he chases him backstage. Kevin uh, successfully avoids him at first, but then uh, he, when he tries to get his car, um, Braun has his keys, and Braun uh, happily gives gives them back to Kevin. I mean, why did he... I guess he needed the keys to move the car into position so he wasn't flipping it on top of other cars. Um, but, yeah, he says... Uh, the, hope you got insurance because there's your car and I, we pan over and see Kevin's rental car hope it's a rental um completely upside down <laughs> and it wasn't until it wasn't until the camera saw it that the the parking attendants saw it I guess so they run over with the uh with the fire extinguishers anyway uh yeah that was a great great string of events there and we didn't actually have to, at this point we have seen Braun flip stuff and lift stuff why do we have to actually see him doing it just show the aftermath of it and it's just as funny maybe even more funny um and then we had our main events versus our challenger Seth Freak and Rollins um going back after his Intercontinental Championship that he lost to Dolph Ziggler last week. Champ, defending champion Dolph Ziggler with his new friend Drew McIntyre. And, uh, you know, I was so torn during this entrance and through the whole, like, I want to cheer for all three of them so much, but the things that they're doing, it's like, ah, you gotta hate them though, but you also gotta love them. It's so, ah, conflicting. This match was awesome. Like, freaking Seth Rollins, but also Dolph Ziggler, he absolutely deserves as much credit for this match. But every single week, Seth Rollins brings it like nothing else, and it's insane. Uh, Like, it's one thing. I'm not even going to try and compare him to anybody else. Every single time, he brings more more than you think is even possible and it's and it's great and it was his downfall last week because he had only just competed the night before and here he is now again going at it in a a huge match and putting it putting it all out there and he's able to get defeated he did not get defeated on this night he was about to win absolutely and he did get a win via disqualification because uh, Drew McIntyre broke up the pin, attacking Seth Rollins, disqualifying, 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 disqualifying Dolph Ziggler. Um, so Dolph remains champion, but uh, Seth did technically get the win. And he would have won at that moment if he hadn't. Uh, he would have won um, via pin if Drew hadn't come back out. Drew was ejected from the arena. He was, he was, uh, yeah. 
so I mean, the, there was the president there that uh, he was going to get disqualified if he did come back out. That was exactly what he did. So are we going to get a no disqualifications match? Oh my gosh. Yes. That would be fantastic. And then Dolph Ziggler... Uh, uh, no, it's not Dolph Ziggler. Um, we, we think that Dolph Ziggler is going to win because technically Drew McIntyre will be allowed to interfere if it's a no disqualifications match if it's extreme rules or anything goes or <laughs> or whatever they call it um if Dean Ambrose comes out to counteract the uh Drew McIntyre effect whether he, he does actually help Seth Rollins or he's there actually to to screw him over either way that'd be an exciting return for extreme rules I was gonna say Roman coming out or just being at ringside, but he has his own match against Bobby Lashley at Extreme Rules, so I don't think that'll happen. Um, but Roman did come out on, in this episode and uh, tried to, to even the odds, get them out of there. And I believe that's when the broadcast ended. Um, sh- very quickly after that, we uh, get Jinder Mahal's entrance playing on the big screen. Um, and Seth and Roman are, they're looking at the entrance, like, what, what's going on here? And, uh, then Jinder, Jinder comes out, along with Sunil Singh, of course, and Elias. And they attack, (coughs) they attack the, the shield, two-thirds of the shield, because the shed when it was Seth and Dean, but anyway, um, there's a brawl, uh, things go down, and uh, we're left with just Roman and Seth in the ring with a, uh, a very, very frightened Singh brother, begging them not to hurt him. The crowd is chanting, we want tables, we want tables, or whatever the cadence of that chant is. Um, how do you say that? It's not, we want tables, we... Is it, is it, we want tables, clap, 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 clap? Or is it, we want tables, we want tables? Or is it, we, I think those are the only two possibilities. Why can't, why, why can't I imagine which of the two it is? It is consistently one of those two ways of, of chanting. Um, Seth gets on the microphone. All right, so far, both of these Raws that I've been to, live this year, the first being in New Orleans the day after WrestleMania, um, Seth is, uh, totally made the dark segment, um, awesome, and it was no different tonight, he says, I've got some bad news for you, San Diego, I should try, (laughs) I've got some bad news for you, San Diego, that's sort of his voice. We don't have any tables. But I am here. Roman's here. Dean's here in spirit. So we're going to powerbomb his ass. And and so they do. They do the, the whole shield powerbomb thing. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a fine conclusion to the evening. Um, Seth and Roman went, uh, made their rounds around the ring. Um and uh, people got their, their selfies with them and stuff. And it was, uh, it was pretty good. It was a feel-good ending for a feel-good night. 
is um, tons of fun, and I am very much looking forward to SmackDown and 205 Live tonight. Uh, <clears throat> um, especially, well, I know SmackDown is going to be awesome no matter what's planned, but on 205 Live we have a, a six-man elimination tag match. Um, I thought it was just, uh, maybe it wasn't even made in a, as an elimination match yet, or I totally ignored it when it was, um, between, uh, Lucha House Party and the, uh, and the Fight Casa uh, Fiesta, um, Gallagher, Kendrick, and Gulak, um, but yeah, since it's an elimination match, that's something we haven't seen yet, and I am pretty excited for it. Um, so that's about it, uh, for this episode. I, uh, I'll be back within the next 24 hours with my thoughts on it. So stay tuned. Let me know what you thought about this week's Monday Night Raw by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to todayiwatched.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, please share some links with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, write a review on iTunes, and support the show even more at patreon.com slash today I watched. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back with week 26, part two. Bye.